Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting all about food anxiety and stress and sharing six ways to build food confidence and feel good about what you're eating. Welcome back to the show, team. My name's Kate. I'm a nutritionist. You guys know this about me. I own a couple of businesses. I'm passionate about helping people remove food stress, feel good about what they're eating and teach them how to eat well for the rest of their lives. And I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I super appreciate all your encouraging messages on Instagram and Facebook, all of your beautiful reviews on Apple Podcasts and comments. I really appreciate them. They just, they spur me to keep going and I love that you guys are enjoying the show. As you know, I've been chatting this week, we're at the halfway mark of my big commitment this year to do a daily dollop every day for a whole year and it has gone super fast. I can't believe that it's July already. Like what the heck? Crazy. And so I do have an agenda with the Daily Dollop podcast. I don't just do it because I'm bored. I've got lots of things to do and the dollop is one of those things. But my agenda is is that I'm, I'm changing the conversation around food and nutrition, healthy eating, about how to approach um, dietary change, about health, about how people see their bodies. I want to share a positive message more broadly than just, you know, my immediate networks in Canberra. And so the Daily Dollop is a way that I can get that message out there to a bigger audience. And a couple hundred people tune in every day and I love that. But you know what? I just want to see if we can go bigger and better with this. And so I need your help. If you're loving the dollop, if you're a fan of the show, please help support the show by sharing it around. If everybody who listened just shared it with a couple of friends, you know, text them the link or shared it on Facebook or Instagram, leave me a review. It would actually make a huge difference to the reach of the podcast, get that message out there further. And I want to get to the number one spot on the health and fitness charts. I've got really close before. We've hit number three in the past, but ah, come on, can we do number one? So this is my last plea for this this week. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate all of your support. Keep that encouragement coming. It means the world to me. And yeah, let's get to number one. Hey, shall we? But Let's also get stuck into today's episode because I have six points that I actually want to cover in this whole episode and none of this part one, part two business that I've been doing lately. Let's just, let's just bust out these six ones in today's session. It's something that's actually popping up more and more frequently, this idea of food anxiety and disordered eating. Now, disordered eating is not to be confused with an eating disorder, which is a diagnosed psychological illness around food behavior and the way we eat and and see our bodies and, and choose foods. However, disordered eating is an eating pattern that is actually not healthy. And 
that's often you know, characterized by high restriction or weird food rules and, of course, stress and anxiety around eating. And eating is not supposed to be stressful. You know, if we were hunter-gatherers living out in Whoop right, no supermarkets, just hunting and gathering, our whole goal back then, like our whole day's purpose was to go and find food to then eat it to live another day, right? Now, potentially food was stressful back then because we never knew where our next meal was coming from, right? And unfortunately, there is actually a a decent portion of our population who still live with this food insecurity day to day as well. But for the majority of us, and particularly I'd say for those of us listening to this podcast, you probably have a smartphone, which means you probably can't afford to eat, is that you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from. You are surrounded by food it's at the local supermarket. It may be supplied at your work by your boss. You know, it's at every social situation you go to, your friend's place, right? You, we're surrounded by food. It's it's everywhere. And so making food choices um, should be reasonably easy. We've got so much availability and variety and et cetera. Now, the challenge I'm finding in this current culture, like Western population is this extreme of, yes, we are eating a diet characterized by high energy, low nutrition, which is leading to us being overweight and in poor health. Chronic diseases are our biggest killer, you know, and they are affected by what we eat and our lifestyle. So that's this one extreme. But then there's also this other extreme where we've become so obsessed with being healthy and so afraid of you know, unhealthy foods and lifestyles and behaviours that we, we've gone to the opposite extreme and in our attempt to be healthy, we've actually now become unhealthy in our restriction and subsequent relationship with food. And it's actually a re- – it's really challenging. It's super, super challenging. And I don't actually think there's been a more challenging time to be in nutrition and dietetics as – a qualified professional as well because not only is there this challenge with these extremes that we're working within but there's also so much misinformation and conflicting information and opinions online about food and health and how we go about these things and scaremongering and really extreme marketing campaigns and you know statements and advertising that invoke guilt and these really negative emotions around food just to literally sell you a product, I think are doing a lot of damage to us. And so I want to just quickly chat through just six key strategies that if you were to work with a qualified dietitian on my team, might be different for another dietitian, but this is how we do it. And we've spent a really long time, like we've been practicing in Canberra for coming up to eight years now as a team. Um, my first dietitian on my team has been with me eight years, the next, you know, up to four years. So we've doing this a long time, really established a way of how we build food confidence in our clients, particularly with ones who are being overly restrictive. They're afraid of foods. They're potentially afraid of carbs. They're, you know, excessively fasting um, then or, you know, being restrictive and leading to binging, et cetera. Like how do we overcome these things. And so here are the six key strategies that you would work with one of our dietitians on um, 
in your journey to improve your relationship with food. The first one is self-monitoring. And one of the most important things that needs to occur for behavior change to occur is self-awareness. So you can't change what you're not aware of. And so completing a food awareness or emotional eating journal is key part of this process. And we use this to identify triggers, environmental barriers, social barriers, and just, you know, your behaviors that pop up across seven days in the week around food so that you can start to become aware of your thought patterns, your behaviors, your food choices throughout the week. And then that is the foundation for starting to make change. The second sort of key um, strategy is then establishing some structure with your eating. Now, this often happens really like slowly and sequentially. So we don't try and change everything about your diet all at once. We sort of do it one part at a time. But the idea is, is if we start to set some consistent meal and snack times throughout the day that suit your routine and your work life and all the other sort of commitments that you have during the day, that this can then help you with appetite management. So feeling full and satisfied, listening to your body, right? Eating when you're hungry, that kind of thing and help you create healthy habits because habits actually need to fit into your routine and the other behaviors that you do across the day. And often this structure can be a really great way of sort of breaking out of some unhelpful mindsets. The third strategy is teaching you how to build a balanced meal without food rules. And so what we want to do is Rather than talking about what foods you shouldn't eat, and in fact, we never tell clients like stop eating that or don't eat that, not unless there's a particular medical reason to, to do so, but for general health, we actually focus on what foods to include at meals and how to include them for balanced nutrition. How do I build a meal seven days a week, 365 days a year, right? And it and it also, it can't cost too much or take too much time pr- to prepare. And we know that you potentially have other members of your household that you're preparing food for, you know, your partner or your children. And so it actually becomes a skill to be able to put nutrition information and knowledge into and translate that into an actual meal. Like what is just because you know I need more protein and I need high fiber carbs and I need veggies. But what are you actually eating? Like what do those meals look like? How are you putting them together? And so that's another thing that you will work really closely with is within your food preference and how you like to eat is we'll teach you how to build a balanced meal. The fourth strategy is starting to establish um, an appropriate portion size of different types of foods. So food, all food contains energy, And your body needs energy to function and different bodies need different amounts of energy. Too much energy than what your body needs and we put on weight over time. Too little energy and we lose weight over time. But these are long-term energy balances, right? Not day-to-day fluctuations. Make sure you remember that. Sometimes portion sizes isn't just about eating less. Certainly sometimes it is. We might be like, oh, you're having two cups of rice at dinner. Maybe let's drop that down to three quarters of a cup. Or you're having, you know, a 300 gram steak at dinner. Let's cut that down to 200 grams, etc. So sometimes portion control is about eating less. But often, and I reckon often, good portion control is actually encouraging the client to eat more of certain foods. Because when 
we get you to eat more of certain foods, we actually, one, are ensuring adequate nutrition, like enough fiber or enough protein, you know, plus all the micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals that go along with that. And we're helping you feel full, satisfied. We're helping you feel nourished and and actually satisfying your appetite, giving your body what your body needs to function well so that you're then not having to fight, you know, hunger or deprivation or this feeling of restriction that can often happen with a diet culture mentality and, and one where you're sort of cutting back too much. So establishing portion sizes is good from a variety of perspectives. Um, the next strategy is that we then start to challenge some things. We start to challenge foods that you avoid. We start to challenge unhelpful thoughts or rules that you might have about food. And our goal here is not to make you feel judged or silly. It's just to actually make you think, hmm, is the thought that I'm having about this particular issue with food or my body or the way I'm approaching my meals, is this serving me well? Is this helpful? Is this true? And our goal as a qualified nutrition professional is to provide you with evidence-based education around nutrition, which isn't rule-based. It's very, very guideline-based and healthy eating has a very broad application spectrum. And so that way you're starting to overcome some unhelpful thoughts and behaviours. Now, this is really sort of towing the borderline of the scope of practice of a dietitian, And there are times when we will refer on to a psychologist where you can start to do this in much, much more depth. So challenging, particularly unhelpful thoughts and mindsets can be a really helpful thing with a psychologist to combine that with your sessions with a dietitian. And finally, the last strategy is, is really a maintenance phase for each of the little changes that you've been making. And it's really in order to start to maintain new behaviours, you have to ditch the perfectionist mindset. Trial and error is, is absolutely vital to find the solutions that are sustainable for you and that suit you. You're not going to get it right first time. I can't tell you how many times I've tried a new meal or a new lunch or a new meal plan, right? And I've experimented with my food for a really long time and then I haven't got it right. I haven't planned enough food for the day and I'm starving or I've planned too much food for the day and I'm overeating or right. A bunch of different things, like so many things. And so trial and error is just about you know, just tweaking and learning, be open to failing, learning from that failure and then and moving on. And eventually you'll start to tweak your routine to, f- to find out what works best for you. And the thing is, is that life is constantly changing and evolving around you, you know, raising kids, changing jobs, moving house, having kids, kids leaving home, you know, um, changing your relationship status. All these things have a huge effect on your food because they dramatically change your daily um, routine and and the way things function across the day. So we're almost constantly in a state of just trial and erroring, you know, just tweaking, finding what works, being flexible with our eating. And, And at the end of the day, you want to feel confident in your food choices, not second guessing yourself, not feeling confused or lost, not stressed, 
going, I'm choosing to eat this and regardless of the health status of what you're choosing to eat, you feel good about it. That's the end goal here and that's my goal for every client that walks through the door of our clinics who signs up to my online program, that you feel good about what you're eating that and, and you can move on with your life, right? And and do what makes you happy. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you do want to reach out for some help with managing disordered eating or food anxiety, my team are a fabulous resource that you can connect to. The link to the clinic and the Healthy Eating Hubs online program is in the show notes. Have an amazing day. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.